Welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey where we talk with people who are trying to live their most fulfilling life, which often tends to be on a much different path than it started out on. Whether it was changing careers, getting laid off from a job which sparked their entrepreneurial journey, or breaking through the noise to answer their calling. All of these types of situations and more, but they wouldn't have gotten to where they're at today if they didn't get started. We talk about the why and the how of these getting started moments and the lessons learned along the way. I'm grateful to have you listening in along on this episode, so let's get it started. On this week's episode, I welcome in Misty Tripoli, who is the founder of The World Groove, a movement that has inspired millions of people to dance their hearts out and reclaim their authenticity through physical movement and self-reflection. Let me give you a quick background on Misty before we jump in the episode. She was an elite instructor for Nike for over five years and worked with companies like Reebok, Skechers, and Yoga Works. In addition to being the creator of the Groove Method and Body Groove and founder of the World Groove Movement, Missy is also a self-titled truth warrior. She is best known for her ability to enlighten others with her keep it real, tell it like it is, no holds bar approach to life, and of course, her powerful gift of getting people to dance their hearts out and reclaim their authenticity through movement and self-reflection. Misty has been a movement and dance addict her whole life. In the early 2000s, at the top of her game and under contract with Nike as a global elite athlete, director of a top health club in California, and in demand working with companies like Reebok, Skechers, Yoga Works, and Equinox, she was also severely bulimic, overworked, and exhausted. She cracked. When the illusion came crashing down, she woke up to something extremely powerful and liberating, the Groove Truths. From here, she launched her global company, The World Groove Movement, and shares her story and passion for movement, inspiring millions to come together and get their groove on. She continues to travel the world, igniting communities and encouraging hearts to come together to be authentic, creative, and have as much fun as humanly possible. And I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with Misty. This was a fun one. Uh, We got a lot of conversations a lot of uncomfortableness that we have to go through, you know, and she shares a lot of that in her early journey and how that transitioned her to what she's doing today. So I hope you all enjoyed this wide-ranging conversation. And without further ado, please welcome in Misty Tripoli. Misty, glad to have you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. You know, what the podcast has been so interesting the last handful of years doing is so many unique and interesting individuals. When, when your stuff came across my... Uh, my desk, if you will. It sounds so odd, but like when it came across my email, I was like, man, this is really interesting because this kind of path you've taken, it seems like it had some ebb and flows to it. And then there were some dramatic moments as well that, you know, kind of shape your life. And if it's okay, I, I wanted to start there because obviously, you know, being a, a podcast about getting started and getting over those fears, anxieties, understanding yourself, hitting rock bottom. Um, it seemed like there was a point there in your life where you did that. So I'm wondering if you could maybe let, let's circle that on the calendar, whenever that was back, you know, it's probably, I think it was early two thousands if, if I read correctly, but fact check me, but around, you know, everything was going well, you're kind of progressing, moving up the chain, if you will, right. In terms of notoriety. And then you kind of came crashing down. Can you start us there a little bit, give some context to everyone listening in, um, and then we'll, we'll kind of navigate that a little bit further. Um, well, I, yeah, things were going really well, but crazy, which means I was, um, I had already received this download of, there's two moments in my life and I'm, I'm not sure which one you're referring to, but when things came crashing down, I was actually in a terrible place, but then I had an awakening. My, through my awakening, I started to develop this concept that I'm doing, but then I had another tragic moment happen that really altered and shifted and is where it's put me where I'm at today. So I'm not sure which one you let's want to start. Well, about. let's start with the first one. Let's go with the, okay. the furthest back because I'm assuming that had impact on the one. Well, yeah. Way. Well, that's the moment. That is my, um, and anyone out there that does ayahuasca, it was my ayahuasca moment. And I, I, mean, I didn't do ayahuasca. It was just in one, um, I was living in Los Angeles. I was a fitness expert. I was, um, you know, working I was literally training NBA and NFL players. I was teaching all types of fitness. I was running fitness clubs. I was just, I was at the top of my game in in California in the fitness world. 
and building quite a name for myself. But at the same time, I was severely bulimic. I was living a complete lie. Um, I was a complete fake. Um, I actually, it was all just external. My whole life was really external. I didn't know who I was. Um, I was literally toxic from the bulimia and the, the things I was doing to my body and abusing myself through through uh, exercise and food. and But on the outside, I had put on the facade that I had it all figured out. I was successful. I was driving the right car. I lived in Beverly Hills. I had the whole thing figured out. And it was all just an illusion. I was actually like $75,000 in debt, but I was making a lot of money doing what I was doing, but I was living beyond my means and mm. just trying to keep up and keep the appearance going of I've got it all together and I'm successful kind of thing. Um, and can, I, can, I, can I pause you there for a second? How, how did you get to that point? Was that, and I have to imagine it maybe goes back to some upbringing, but you obviously learned those, what you might consider like poor habits or, you know, maybe poor financial habits, stuff like that, maybe from an earlier age. Can you just share a little bit of deeper, like, how did you get to that point? Because I'm assuming it was, you recognized that after the fact, right, as you look back. Uh, maybe not when you were actually in that moment, but like what happened to get you to that point where you were, as you said, like living a lie, you were being fake. Where did that come from to want to live like that, I guess? Well, the thing that I realized, like in my awakening in this moment of like a literal complete shift in my consciousness, where actually I was able to see the truth. And I, it was this moment that I realized that I never thought for myself that I'm just living a byproduct of what I've been conditioned to believe who I am. Mm. Um, you know, like the body image, like I, when I opened my eyes, I realized I didn't know one woman that actually loved her body in reality. Like that was reality. I was just mimicking my environment. Like, yeah. and I lived in Los Angeles in the, in the like the, like plastic land, like nothing's real. And then, well, I can't say nothing because LA's got great things too. So, but the, 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 the theme of it with Hollywood and all of this, mm -hmm. there's a lot there, the land of the beautiful kind of thing and being in that and trying to fit into that. But what brought me to that is I realized I was never given, I was never taught life skills. Mm -hmm. I was not taught how to manage money because I never had money. My mom, never had money. She's, you know, single parent of seven children, just trying to keep mm. her head above the water, you know, and kicking her own ass doing it. And, um, she did teach me great, like how to work and be independent, which was awesome. <laughs> um, but you know, there's always the good with the bad, but I realized, you know, I was religious. I grew up Mormon and I realized I never, you know, questioned my religion. I never, I never actually thought my own thoughts. Like I was like, what does Misty actually go? And wait a minute, back up. Who is Misty anyways? Like yeah. I just realized I was a byproduct of beliefs that I didn't create for myself, that I was just living. And so this, this, I never knew how to manage money. I just saw everyone living beyond their means. And, you know, it just, that's the American way. You're going to well, dance. I went, like, I went through the same thing. It was like, I saw, you know, family members around me and stuff that was just like, oh, I guess you just, I guess you just put stuff on a credit card and then you figure it out later. And you kind of, you know, like that was, cause I got in a lot of debt as well in my twenties um, and early thirties. And like that same thing. It's like, I, I only had a small bubble of people around me. I didn't have the resources that, you know, people have access to today. It was just the, the group around me. So whatever they did, I was like, I guess this is how you live. Right. You know, it's just, it's just the norm. That's what I mean. Like I just, I was doing what everyone else was doing. You know, all my friends were in debt. Like yeah. everyone's in debt. Like who's not in debt? It's like we use credit cards. Yeah. And I just never, I just never questioned it. And then, you know, just, and I ended up claiming bankruptcy. Like I ended up literally just having to push like the complete reset button on my whole life. I, because I, then I started to go, why do I care what my credit score is? And then I started to think about like, who created the credit score? And why is my worth of value of my, per like in the United mm -hmm. States, my worth is this number. What mm -hmm. is this? Like, I just literally started to question every little thing. And then it got me what money is and how money's created and where it was formed and how it was formed and what it is. And then the power of money and the power to tune into the because I believe money's a feminine, feminine that needs to dance and play and it needs to move and it needs to, you need to, you know, if you hold on to it, it's not what money wants. Like I feel like, and so I've learned now this, what money is and how to tune into it and play with it and, and be responsible with it, which is another whole thing. I'm still learning how to be responsible with it. Yeah. Um, you know, cause it's, 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 you know, I've never given, I've, I had to train myself. I had to realize I had to deconstruct my whole life yeah. and rebuild my own my own beliefs and like, who am I? And I, I literally, after this awakening, 
um, back to this story of when it all came crashing down, was literally, I just couldn't keep up the illusion anymore. My body was toxic. I was sick. I was throwing up three times a day till I would throw up blood. I just, my whole day revolved around controlling my weight and exercise and making money and paying off my credit. Like it just was, it was a little literal hell. And, um, and there was a few moments. One moment was, I remember I'd, I'd gone, taught my class. I taught like 20 classes a week. I was just abusing my body. And I got done with the class and it was, I was done for the day. And on my way home, I stopped at McDonald's and I'll, you know, just filled my car with food. And while I'm driving, I'm just shoveling food into my mouth and I just get home and, and I couldn't make myself throw up. So I would buy this stuff called syrup of Epcap, which makes babies throw up. And I'd have to chug a bottle of that so that it would make me violently throw up. So I made sure everything came out and, and then I would do it again. So if I had the time, I would literally spend my whole evening just binging and purging. And, um, I remember my last, like I, I vomited and I vomited blood and I was finally sufficient that I had finally thrown up blood, which meant I was clean. And I laid on the bathroom floor and I literally just fell asleep, just kind of passed out. I don't know how long I was there, but then I woke up and I woke up literally in my own vomit, like blood and vomit everywhere. And I just was laying there going, just to hit me. Is this as good as it gets? Like, is this it for me? Like, if this is it, just kill me now. Like literally just, there's I, there's no point. Like I have... My whole life is what I look like. Like, what, what, what's going, like what, is, what am I living for? Who am I? And so, and then this voice was sitting and telling me, Misty, you need to sit down and just witness yourself. Like, and I, that's when I started my meditation practice because I started to really hear this deep, you can call it a voice or a calling, or it wasn't like a hello, Misty, but it was just this knowing in me mm-hmm. that sit down and pay attention and figure out who you are. And so I would sit and, you know, first day was a minute and I was, I couldn't, you know, and I didn't know I was meditating, but I, I trained myself to sit. And eventually once I quit my job and I literally was like, I'm living a lie, I'm done. I'd rather live on the street and be free than be a slave to the system. I just was like, I'm done. I'm done. I quit. Well, I literally stopped everything. I, you know, bankruptcy. I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent, but I didn't care. I was like, I'm free. Quit my job. I'm like my, I'm telling you in one moment, my mind was just like liberated. It was like, did you quit your job the next day? Um, it took me about three days and it okay. was when I walked into my job and I, um, I went into my office and I was going to throw up and I went, yeah, I, I can't, I, I can't do this. And I went into my boss who was wonderful to me. He paid me wonderfully. He gave me total freedom. I had the ultimate job. I could do whatever I wanted. And I walked in there and I just said, I thank you. I love you, but I can't do this one more day. Like, and he's like, how much could I, can I offer you to stay? And I was like, and I literally thought about it. I was like, if he gave me a million dollars a year, would I stay? No, I'd rather eat out of a garbage can than sit in this office and be a slave, you're like in my mind, I was like, I'm helping you build a multi-million dollar business. You're paying me a salary and I could, you could drop me at any moment. And I got real clear with myself. I said, now what would happen if I invested 70 hours a week on myself as opposed to your business? Mm-hmm. What would be possible for myself if I actually invested like me as my own full-time job? Look at myself, be with myself. Like Misty, who are you? What do you think about? What do you believe? And that's literally what happened. I literally started going to meditation. I'd meditate like six, seven hours a day. I would just, I couldn't move. I'd mm. sit, I'd go into like these deep states of, and I just felt like I was connecting with my inner wisdom, with the wisdom of, I felt like I received so much knowledge. And that's where also like I was told I need to dance. And that's, um, and like literally within two weeks, bulimia just left me. I'd thrown up three, four times a day for 16 years and li- like it disappeared. It was wow. like I stopped to even, it wasn't even in my consciousness anymore. And then I went through this whole part of like really apologizing to myself for being so like abusive to myself that no one did that to me. I did that to myself. And so that was a huge shift, but that's where in this these moments where I was really now developing some type of relationship with me and what created me, whatever that is. I'm like, I didn't come from nothing. So how am I possible? And I'd ask myself these huge, you know, the the unanswerable questions. And I would sit with them and let myself stir on them. And the magnificence and the magic of my own existence started to appear like the fact that I even exist. This is 
Like, if you really think about it, it is a miracle that we are even like, how is it even possible? Like, I, I, I still oh, you could, stay. oh, yeah, I've gone down these, I've gone down these rabbit holes where you could, I mean, you could sit for minutes or hours and just think about, and it's all just the serendipity of, <laughs> it's actually hilarious. I was thinking about this like yesterday for some reason, but like the fact that like my parents actually met. And then they actually decided to, you know, conceive a child. And it happened, you know, my my dad happened happened to get me through, you know, if we're if we're being uh, not being scientific here, but like slow. And then somehow it actually like went down the, you know. So it's like all the little things that have to happen to even have the remote chance, you know. Yeah. No. All of it. No. Even this world exists. We breathe air. Like just all of it. Like if we had to run the systems of our body we'd be dead. There's an intelligence running the show. Like our body has such deep inner wisdom. And so it was like to be able to develop practices to tune into that, the wisdom of the universe is inside of you. Like that's what blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute. If I'm, if it created me, it's in me. Like, wow. wow. Like just these thoughts I'd never thought before. Like, and I know they, they might for some people seem really simple, but it was life altering for me to start to recognize my own, like, wow. And then to really tune into that voice and develop a, an actual relationship with yeah. that. And that started, and that's when I started to really trust life and listen to that voice. And that's when it gave me yeah. this method that I teach. Yeah. And well, it's so interesting saying that. And, and like I said, I could relate. It's, it's figuring out the questions to ask. And sometimes that takes time to figure that out. But I think that's so important because we do go through, you know, I talk about very openly about going through this, the, the societal norms of like, O'Brien, go to college, then get a job, then work your way up, then, you know, then have a family, then, and there's all these things that we're told, but yet, why? There's no, we never question why. So I think questioning, and sometimes you don't come with an answer, but it at least leads you down maybe a different path of like, wait a minute, there's got to be something better out here, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like someone has, and, but what, what you're talking about right there, what's amazing is, um, after all this happened and I quit my job and I didn't know what I was going to do, yeah. um, I started teaching differently. I still taught my classes because that kept brought me joy, but I got rid of all my other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And I started teaching different because when I would start to dance on my own and give myself permission to dance, I'd receive information. And then it told me about this way I was supposed to teach and what I'm supposed to help people with. And then Nike found me. And Nike started to take me all around the world. I signed a contract with Nike as one of their elite athletes. And that opened the door for me to go all around the world. And when I went around the world, I, boy, you talk about altering your awareness by traveling and experiencing other cultures. And I wouldn't just go to, I'd I'd stay in these places for like three weeks a month, lead Mm -hmm. trainings and, you know, these kinds of things. And now, now I do, I stay there. And just to see how other people live and to see things in a different way, like the American dream is the American dream, right? right? That's what you're talking about. Right. But you go to Kuwait, and you go to Thailand, or you go somewhere else, there's similarities, but it's not the American dream. And what they have and what we have and how spoiled we are as Americans, like it just, you really start to see the world mm-hmm. through like, wow, like there's other ways of doing things. And then how important it is that you find your own way. Who cares what your parents think? And who cares? That's part of what my whole philosophy is, is do it your way because your way is the right way. The moment you're mimicking or copying someone else, you're not doing it your way. Right. You're following someone else's path and that's not your path. And yeah, when I started, to not, I didn't, that was one of the first things that I was liberated in my mind for all this is I was like, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about what I'm doing. I'm going to do whatever I know I need to do. I'm going to dance and I'm going to dance and I don't care if people what they think of it. And I'm going to learn how I'm going to figure out how to make money dancing. Like this is my, like, it's, it's, yeah, you got to find your way and it's not anyone else's way. Where did, uh, had dancing always been in the mix or did that something that just kind of came out of this newfound uh, Misty? Well, no, Mitch, it's funny because when I was born out, my mom had seven children. I was the easiest labor. She said I was only in labor for about three hours and you literally jumped out of me. And from the moment you jumped, she didn't even make it into the, she was, she was wheeling me out of that uh, elevator and I jumped out of her, literally. And she goes, you just started flailing your arms and your legs and you never stopped. 
She's just like, you. I called you tippy toes when you were little because all you would do is dance around on your toes all throughout the house. Mm. And so dance has been, for me, I know it's my language. Like it's it's a gift. I know that it's my gift. And I never had dance training. Like I've no, I have no formal training. It's just, I am like, I am a dancer. Like it's yeah. just who I am. Right. And so it's been a part of my life, my whole life. But it wasn't until this transformation that I had I was always dancing to impress and I was always dancing to choreograph or I was dancing for work. I never actually like put the music on and just, you know, dance for me. Like how do I, and it was when I, that's when I started to do that. And that's where this whole dance method came from is that I was getting my groove on. I learned how to get my groove on. Hmm. And, uh, and that changed like that, that dance is now like, it's my medicine. It's my best friend. It's my weapon, my secret weapon. It's my tool. Um, well, I, I don't want to forget, you mentioned there was another event that happened. Yeah. How, how far was that after? What, what was the timeline here? Where from this first event to the second the first one? To the second event. It was about three years. So, okay. So fast track. I'm dancing. I'm at the beginning of this awakening that I've had. Everything in my life's changing. So I'm, and I get this download, like download. This is your, this is your method. I literally ran home and wrote out the method. Like I couldn't write it down fast enough. So this whole method started to create my way of teaching. Sorry, airplane. And this is also when, like I said, Nike signed me and I started to travel. And this is because this is when I literally got on my knees and said, listen, you made me to dance. I don't want to do anything other than dance. So you better show me exactly what I need to do to make this happen. You better make it so obvious and direct me because I'm dense. I don't like, you better make it super obvious so there's no doubt in my mind that this is what I need to do. But you made me to dance, so show me what that looks like. And so literally like within a week or two, I got this download of this, this method. And so I start teaching this method all around the world and the doors are just opening. Like I'm being invited to go to all the, once they saw me at this conference, I got, so I was literally for almost five years solid five years solid living on the road. I was almost never home. I was in a different country every month hmm. teaching this method, these ideas that I was having about dance. And so um, there was people all around the world that they would take my workshop at these conventions and they would come up to me afterwards and they'd be like, Misty, you have to teach us how to do this. Like, this is what we've, we should have been doing this from the beginning, but please teach us how to do this. Hmm. And so I started to collect people's email addresses and I'm like, I don't have a training program yet, but I was like, so I started to develop a database and during this time of me traveling, I met this woman from Canada and she's administrative and all this. And, and, and I was exhausted. I was about three years in of just this full-time travel and, and I was exhausted and I didn't have time to build the business of it while I was also traveling around the world teaching it. Mm -hmm. And so she came in and she's like, I'll, I will help you. I want to help you. What can I do? I just want to help you. And I trusted her. And so I gave her half of my business to actually create the business, put together the website, the training systems, so that we could actually bring this to the rest of the world. And during these, I worked with her for two years, and during these two years, she literally stole everything from me. She stole my mm -hmm. trademark, she stole my method. I literally received a cease and desist order from a lawyer one morning that says, I can no longer associate my name with my method. Like it was a moment of like, what just happened? Like, I, like I had been so betrayed, like, and then my boyfriend in the same year cheated on me. It was like a year of betrayal. Like this mm. just like, and I just, and I was so mad at like, I was like, wait a minute, you can't take from me what was given to me. Cause it was so clear to me that this was my Dharma. Like this was my gift to give to the world. Yeah. I had drawn the, the logo in my journal years before it all came to me. Everything that it, like everything came to me and I journaled all I had proof in my journals of my actual method and everything that I'd written long before I had met her. And luckily I had all of this. Um, but it put me into the a dark night of the soul. Like it just bam. And I almost wanted to give up because I had two choices and I had no money because she controlled the bank accounts and I had, I was left with nothing. Wow. So I was like broke. She had all the money. She had the website. She had the Facebook. She had my method. She had my logo all in her name. And like, she literally trademarked my logo in her name. And, um, and then just showed me, she's like, this is my business now. I was just like, what do you like? What do you do? So I almost gave up. But then what was interesting is out of nowhere, like this is what I mean. This is when, like, when you at, you put some question, like, what would you tell your younger self is that life loves me. 
life loves me so much and love life gives me exactly in abundance what I need and what I want and in magical ways. So um, this was one of those magical ways. So I got my ass kicked and I almost gave up and said, I can't, I, I, I'm done. And then out of nowhere, my, my cousin calls me and she's like, Misty, because she knows what I do. She knows my method. And she loves it. She goes, Misty, she's like, because her dad was the Screen Actors Guild trademark attorney for 30 years. Hmm. And he's, he retired and now is teaching trademark law at Loyola Marymount. And he said, I want to help you. And he goes, I'm going to, I'm, you have like, this is a clear case of fraud and I will help you. And if I would have had to pay him, it would have cost me a half a million dollars, but yeah. it took a year and we finally got it all back and I didn't have to pay anything to get it all back. And during that year, it taught me to like fight for what was right, that know what was mine and get very clear on who I am and what I want to be and not let anyone in. Like I'm, and it's not about like, I'm too strong for anyone. It just made me realize that this is my method. I am not to put anyone else on it. It taught me a lot of like, I have to keep this pure. I have to, this is what I know. I, because she was changing my method and adding her own stuff to it. And I'm like, no, it's pure the way it is. It'll never change. This is what it is. Like, that's why it works because it's so simple. And, um, and it just taught me so much. And then it's brought me this massive <laughs> where wow. I am now, which is I'm in 40, my, my methods in 49 countries. I've got teachers all around the world. Um, yeah, we have an app where you can dance with me online. It's just, it's blown up. It's been awesome. Yeah. What did you learn about? And well, I guess they can go into support systems, but just in general, trusting people. And but even as far as and I learned this the hard way with my my first children's book that just launched, but around contracts and making sure having things in writing and stuff. Like how could if you just handed everything over, I'm assuming you had no contract in place and nothing. It was a handshake. That's what I mean, yeah, because I'm 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 one of these kind of people that I just I have a like I trust people. I think people are good. Like, yeah. I think people are good. Like, I really do. Like, and, and I really want to believe in people and trust them. And that when they, you know, we had agreements and we didn't have a contract, but we did have email back and forth about what we were agreeing upon, what her responsibilities were, what mine were, what the percentages were. So we actually had that in writing our conversations about it and what we had agreed upon. So that was a good did thing. Did that help you when you is, went to, when you went to oh, a court yeah. and stuff? That was the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because she just wrote, she wrote out everything and then she lied. So it was very. Did she ever? Did she ever get in in trouble? No, because my lawyer was is he he just he goes Missy, this is such fraud. He goes, and the thing is, is that you're getting all this for free, and if we take her to court, she's going down. And he called her, and he he spoke to her from his heart because he's a very good man, and he he just explained it to her, and he goes, listen, if we actually go through with this and we take you to court, we will win. And Misty has like you have like who I am and the team I have of lawyers around the world and trademark attorneys in Europe because she trademarked it in Canada and I'm in the United States. So I'd have to go to Canada to fight her. Mm. And and he goes, we've got a team that Misty's on her side and you have to see what you've done. And if you want to go that route, you'll end up having to pay my fees as well. Like if you lose, you're going to be paying my fees as well. So you have to like, he really basically laid it out on the line with her and he sent her literally all of the, the information about the, like, here's the case. Here's all the evidence, mm -hmm. honey, like you, you, you clearly frauded Misty. And, and then he actually got her to sign a contract that she had to, cause now she created her own dance program based uh -huh. off my, my, like she basically still stole it. And I said, that's fine. You can do your business, but you have to pay me a license fee to use my, my method. And so she had to sign a contract to do, to, mm. to use my, my method in her program. So it's just been really interesting. It's just funny how, like, yeah. how, but everything, it's like the worst things in your life. This is like, it's so important is that the worst things in your life that you just think are the worst end up being like, they're always the best things. They're the things that take you, they shift you. They like, like my mom always said, the pain is great. The pain is the great motivator. Like it's just what it's what's going to make you turn if you're not willing to listen to the little things or, you know, manage your money well or whatever. Yeah. You're going to get those big hits that are going to hurt like a mother. And then that's where it's going to wake you up and shift you in another direction. Right. Yeah. To do something. How important has and, and I mentioned support systems, and that's always a big thing to kind of not only get started, but continue forward is having the right people. And, and I, I want you to look at, I guess, on two two sides of it. One is the people you had around you when you were kind of in those bad moments, you were in a lot of debt, you were bulimic, all that stuff. And then maybe the people that are around you today, 
How is the type of person, the people you let in your life, how has that changed over the years? I look at it like this. I have two, really, truly only two people left in my life from that period of time, from when I had my first awakening. And these are my two closest girlfriends. And it's because when I started to wake up, they were kind of on that same path. And we were kind of asked, we started to, you know, we started to do Reiki together and moon moons. Yeah, we started to like start to think differently together. And so we were kind of, but everyone else and even those girls were challenged by me quite a bit because I was labeled as crazy because I wasn't, I was now saying different, like I was living in a completely different dimension. And I heard it a lot, Misty, you're just really out there. Like you're really out there. And so I literally lost, but I didn't lost. I just, I realized that the frequency I'm not comfortable in their presence anymore and they're not comfortable in my presence anymore. And so just everything they, those people just naturally left my life. Um, it's just interesting how they did. They just disappeared and it was, you know, lightened up my life quite a bit because those right. are people that lifted me up or brought me joy. Right. And now the people I have in my life are just, I won't, it's, I like that. Like I have the key to the gate and I only allow people in that, that lift me, that elevate me, that, you know, support my life and, and, um, have, yeah, I just like good people. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> you know, it's important. It's like one life is too short. Like why, why have people that are cutting you down or judging or always critical? And, and I think having some like people that are, can critique you and give you feedback is good, but it's when you know, it's coming from a good place. It's not like yeah. a judgmental type place. So, and I think part of it, what you mentioned before about kind of those people just left, I, I've kind of likened it to more just misunderstanding, you know, when you change and other people stay like stand still, you are misunderstood. You're, you're, they don't know why you're doing it or what the reason, all those questions you're asking yourself, most people aren't asking themselves. So it's just a misunderstanding. And that's, I think ultimately why, you know, people part ways for the better, I guess, you know? Yeah. I th and I believe that with life, like if you just, you know, if you're going down the river and flowing, it's like, you know, things come and go, you bump into the rock, you, you know, you just, it's, but if you kind of just stay in there and allow things to come and go and ebb and flow in your life. And I believe that's what relationships do. Like relationships have seasons. Some last for a very long time and some last for short periods of time. And I learned this just because of traveling throughout the world. I've developed friendships with people all around and I only get to see them for these brief moments. And then, you know, and I may never see them again ever. And I had a beautiful moment with them, you know, just, just, so, but the thing that's interesting about the people that I have around me now, because I, now that I, I mean, I have two global companies. And so I have to have a lot of people around me that I trust and going mm -hmm. through what I went through that betrayal of, and the scare of like, I'm going to, I'm going to trust someone else with my business again. Like, cause yeah. I, I'm not an administrator. I'm not a business person. I'm not, I'm a creative dance. I'm a dancer. I'm just trying to figure out the business stuff. And that's what it's like. That's my super challenge. Like, so what I've decided to do is to bring in people that are better at it than I am, that I trust. And a big part of that is that I, I really truly believe in our own power to, um, to attract and manifest what like, if, but we have to be at first. So I would sit every morning and feel how good it felt to be surrounded by people that I can trust and people that love what I do and want to support me and help me take this to the world and that their heart is in it too. And how good that feels to have those kind of people around me. And I would actually generate that feeling in my body, in my field. And I'm telling you, I haven't looked for one person. I haven't gone out looking to hire anybody. And every single person has come to me and said, how can I help you? How can I help you? What can I do? And they have the exact skill. Like I've got one girl that manages all my education and my and she, this is her dream job and she just loves it. And she's like my little sister. And she's like, and these people now are like, they're my family. Hmm. And they've all come to me. In fact, two of the girls that helped me rebuild the business worked for me for free for a year wow. because they believed in everything I did so much. They're like, Misty, I'm not worried about it. I just want to help you make this happen. I'm in, I'm in, I'm not going anywhere. I'm in like, and these are people that I knew, but I had to generate, I had to learn to trust myself again. And I had to learn how to generate um, the field to receive the kind of people that I need in my life to help make my dreams because you get to do it alone. No way. Yeah. You gotta have like, you have, and you have to get people that do things better than you. Cause at the beginning, I don't know if you went through the same thing or many people is, especially when you're an entrepreneur, you really feel like you have to wear every single hat. 
Yeah. And when you do, it's just right. it's so exhausting to do all the administrative and all the emails and all the, the customer service and, the, and it's just, you can't. And so I made a decision a long time ago when I really started to build my business. I realized I'd rather have less money and more free time. So I'm going to pay other people to do what I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So I can enjoy my life. Even if I have less money, I'm going to be more happy because I'm free to just sit on my patio and do nothing. Yeah. Like, like that's how I feel. So, well, it's also the expertise too. And I think Tim Ferriss is the one I heard this from a while back, but around, you know, what's your time worth, you know, like, so if what's an hour of time worth and, and utilizing that to say, well, if my, let's say I'm making it up, right. Like your time, if it's worth $200 an hour, I don't know if you could pay someone $50 an hour, right. To do something and compl- like, that's a good use of that money because of what your time's worth. So figuring that out and saying, hey, they might be way better at me at this as well. So might as well delegate it out or, or, uh, you know, uh, ship it out, so to speak, to someone else. Yeah, no, that's my complete, and not just that, part of what I've loved is going from this bankrupt, you know, I had nothing, this trying to build myself on my own. I never dreamt that I would actually be paying the salary of other people. Like that's a, like, Mm-hmm. I'm in a completely different context now and how rewarding I'm surprised at the, the, the joy that it gives me to provide a platform for other people that are so good at what they do. I get to actually celebrate their gifts mm-hmm. and I, and, and benefit from their gifts at the same time. Like, it's just, they're doing what they love to do. They do it so well and they get to live, you know, I've, they get to live where they want in the world. They get to make their own hours. They get to do whatever they want. And it's like the joy that gives me to help support another person in living their, like you said, their gift and their dream. It's like, I, I it blows me away at how rewarding that part of what I've been able to experience is. Yeah. Like I wasn't expecting that. Well, and share, so if you could, just so, so I can understand or everyone listening in is the two different businesses you have, just share a little bit about each just to kind of, we can underscore what those are and kind of maybe how people can search them, look them, look them up, whatever. Well, the first one is the world groove movement. And you can look that up at getgrooved.com. Now, this is the business that I started 10, 12 years ago. This is my grassroots when I went country to country meeting people, training them how to teach my methods, starting classes and all these different, that's my grassroots, it's my education. It's um, where you come if you wanna come to a retreat or you wanna have the experience, Um, you wanna find a class, you wanna get trained and learn how to do it. That's the world group movement, okay? And you can again, go to getgroove.com. The other one is my online app and it's called Body Groove, Body Groove On Demand or you can go to bodygroove.com. But Body Groove happened, this is another magical thing that happened, was, <laughs> no, this is one of the, like, one of the most magical things that happened. I love it. I love it. Is, okay, so I've been, I've been teaching this dance method, you know, Nike loved it, they had me traveling, and then I had all these companies, like Guthy Ranker and all these infomercial companies, coming to me and asking me, because it was this thing I was doing that was very different, they're like, there's something behind this, like, we think we can make some money on this. And so I had all these different infomercials coming coming to me and asking me if I wanted to do some DVDs and create a little fitness thing. And it was just really interesting because I was like, like, because of their ideas, you know, using like women with fake bodies and ripped up abs. And I was like, that's not what my product's for. That's not what this is about. And so no one knew how to really sell it the way that I wanted to sell it, which was, this is a program for everybody. This is, this is, this isn't about losing weight. This isn't about, this is just about finding the joy of dance and let that do what it did. You'll get healthy by doing it. Like that's a byproduct, but it's really about learning and discovering your own authenticity, expressing yourself, being who you are and owning that your body's a creative thing that you're supposed to move. And no one wanted, no one was interested when, once they heard what my part was, but then these two guys, these really great guys from California came to me and they're like, no, we really like what you're doing. And we actually, like, we believe what you want to do. Like we've been working in the infomercial business and we are sick of it. It is a disgusting industry. There's so many lies. There's, it's such bull crap. It's not even real. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing really has heart and soul. And we want to, we want to see what we can do. So they paid to have a production and we made a video. And, but then when they went to go to try to sell it, they, they ran into the same thing. Like, how do we sell it? And so every year they'd update and they're like, Misty, you know, we tried again, we ran a little test and nothing happened and whatever. And we really, they pulled in every favor they could to even get it made. 
but they weren't about to go into debt, you know, trying to sell it. So um, eight years later, eight years wow. later, after I make this video, and it's so cool because it's when I started to, because I had this bad relationship with money, it's when I actually started to feel how good it felt. And it wasn't a number, but just how good it felt to have all the money that I wanted and how good it felt to be able to like, just be free. Like mm -hmm. just that feeling of freedom. And within two weeks, they call me and they're like, Misty, I think you need to sit down. Are you sitting down? Like, yeah. And they're like, we need your bank account information. I was like, wow. And they're like, well, we ran a Facebook ad on your body group. We wanted to test it because we're ready now. We took all this Facebook advertising courses and we want to test it out. And so um, they said we started with, you know, one little tiny ad and it blew up. And so we thought it was a fluke. So we did it again and it blew up again and it's just blowing up and blowing up. And we're realizing the people that are sharing it are, it's more than what we're actually paying for the ads is that people love it so much. They're sharing it with all of their friends. So you're, we're actually like at the beginning, it was like getting more money from the shares than we were from the actual ads. And they're like, we have something here. This is something really powerful. We think we figured it out. And so then my app just, blew up and they literally went full-time that from that moment they knew it and they so now I have two different businesses I have a business with these mm. two wonderful men wow. and they help me take the app and people can dance with me at home so it's an app where you literally can if, if this is because I haven't really got to talk about my method but I make dance just really fun and accessible for everybody it's if, if you feel uncoordinated if you if you're like I'm a dude I don't dance that's, whatever. that's me that's me right I <laughs> like I just I just make dance like to show you that you can do it and you don't have to be coordinated and you don't have to have rhythm and you don't have, like, it's not about that. It's about feeling the music and like putting yourself into it and like just seeing what happens. So, but it's a fun workout too. So that's now the app is all over, like, you know, it's, it's expanding all the time because we've got more and more members that join us and love us. And we have challenges where people can come on and take a 30 day challenge with us. So you download the app, app, you download the app and then you just follow along with, when you're doing like a live video or something, or you'll have a video that's posted to follow or. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really simple. It's super fun. You just, you'll follow a video. There's me with a bunch of people of all different sizes and shapes and ages and everything behind me. So you can see that it's all these different kinds of people that do it. And mm. it, you can even do it sitting in a chair. Like it's just, it's really, it, yeah, it's so fun. It's really hard. To, and that's the thing is like, how do you sell something like that as a workout program? It is because you're moving your body, but it really is about reconnecting to your most natural form of movement, which is dance. And this is what people don't realize is that you dance before you walk. It is more natural than walking. Like mm -hmm. put music on with babies and see what happens. Oh, yeah, that's probably that's, music. that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a good dancer at all. I'm, I'm, oh my gosh. You, if you saw me, you'd be like, good gracious, sit down, dude. Uh, uh, -uh. I would put a million dollars on it that I could make you actually feel comfortable with it in one song. You might be able to. So what's the, give me the, is there a secret my sauce there? Yeah. What's like the, yeah. what, how does that work? Give me, give me the, the rundown then of that. Okay. So the rundown is this, is that basically like, like if I were to say, Hey, Brian, get up and dance. You're going to be like, I can't do that. You're instantly... Yeah. And this is almost everybody on the planet. I realize it's an epidemic. Most people yeah. are so terrified to dance because they're afraid of looking stupid. And I understand that because I feel the same way as singing. If someone said, Misty, sing, I'd be like, ah! like I, I know what that feels like. But the thing is, is dancing is a little different than singing. Singing is a sound and, you know, but dance is just this most primitive, you look like your, your body moves. And so what I've done is I've, I eliminate all the complexity. So it's like, okay, basically let's start with, can you walk? Yeah. Yes. You can walk. Yep. So the first thing I do to, to help you break this up is we start with just walking around the room. Like, don't even think about dancing. Just start walking around the room. And then I ask you questions. Like, ch change your direction. Can play with the, have you gone backwards? You can turn. You can go sideways. So the first thing is just to show you that you have options of walking. You can go backwards, sideways, turn, whatever. And no way is wrong. It's all perfect. Like, mm -hmm. this is right. part of my method is what you know, the choices you make are the perfect choices. Just do it. Just right. doesn't matter. You can't get it wrong. Then what I'll do is I'll start asking you more questions. Like, what would happen if you put a little bit of your personality while you're walking? Like, because it's normally done in a room of people. So I'll be like, yeah. you can smile and wave at people as you go by and add your personality to it. How would you want to say hi? Like, and so it becomes, and it's also, what I mean is it's also very social. It's a huge 
Mm. Like it's the experience to have this with other people is powerful. Like, because we're all now, instead of everyone in a class looking at the teacher, trying to follow the teacher, this is like, oh, now we're like, hey, like we're here together. What's up? Hi. So even in your own house, I have you moving around like, hey, act like there's people in there. Like, how would you say hi and put some personality into it? And then I'll put on some music. Like, let's say play that funky music. You know that song. Play yeah. that funky music. Mm -hmm. Okay. So all I do is like, okay, now walk to the song. Walk. Just walk to the beat. Can't get it wrong. And it doesn't matter how you feel the beat. Just walk. Just keep your feet moving. And when I show them that it is just walking, and then I'll be like, okay, now you've got your personality. What happens if you added your arms? Can't get it wrong. Just do weird. It doesn't matter. Do stupid shit. Doesn't matter. Just get your arms moving. Now put your head in it. What happens when you put? And then before you know it, you're like, oh, I can do this. Like, I'm just walking with my personality. Like, but you like, and when you have the whole room of people doing it together, it gives everyone else permission. So everyone's kind of like maybe laughing. You might feel stupid, so you might giggle a little bit. But there's other people in the room going through the same thing. But what I do is I just show you that dance isn't this like you don't. It's not about oh, I have to do a certain move or I have to get this right. It's just feel the music and just let your body walk to the music and see what happens. And then the more and more you give yourself permission, you'll start to explore more. But it really is just going, just, man, just walk it out. Just well, walk it out. That's pretty and so, that's yeah, good. Yeah, just that's, I give you an anchor. That's interesting. You know, it, well, it's so fascinating, even just talking with you for, for a little time of just, you know, it, it, it'd be so fascinating. Obviously, this is completely impossible for any of us to do, but it'd be so fascinating to go back and talk with the Misty that's 20 years younger. Just, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I had a podcast interview with Misty from 20 years ago, like, what would your, how would you talk? Like, what would your answers be? What would the conversation be? And then you look at Misty today, because you're, and I look at this for myself, like, we talked 10 years ago, I'm a totally different person. Now, I still have some similar values that were kind of, you know, there, but I've developed so differently. And, and obviously, you've definitely changed compared to some of the stuff you mentioned earlier. So that, that's always intriguing to me, you know, it's like how we evolve and change if we kind of just let ourselves open up to new possibilities and, and, and kind of a new mindset versus being stuck in like, well, this is what I've always, you know, we talked about the beginning, the, that self-limiting belief this is what I always knew. Now I'll keep going down this path. When you actually make that commitment to change and go forward in that direction, it's amazing you know, where you're like, yeah, no, what you can do. But I was given like, and I don't know if other people have to go through this moment, but I literally found the thing I was willing to die for. Yeah. So that's like, it, it, like when you find the thing, like I was willing to die for my freedom and live my life, my way, cave my own path, do it. And just like, let go of all the definition of what success and what anything means from anyone else. I get to define everything for myself. Like I, I'm going to, no one is going to tell me what to do mm -hmm. when I figured that out when I was like, I ain't clocking in ever again. Like yeah. nobody owns my time. Like I just got all like real clear on like, and when I knew I'd rather eat out of a trash can and on the street than be a slave to someone else. Oh, that, that was a big thing for me. I was like, yeah, I'll camp out on the street. At least I can do whatever I want all day long. Like wow. it's freedom, yeah. freedom. This, this has been great. Um, I, I could, could you do one thing before we leave? I want you to reiterate. We talked about it briefly. You, you, you layered it in there. You snuck it in there on me. Uh, but I do like to get your insight, you know, and, and you mentioned a little bit, go deeper on if you could go back to the Misty of 20 years ago or as a child or what have you, is there one big piece of, you know, kind of lesson, insight, anything you would share with that, uh, that younger self? You know, it's, it is, it's such a, that's such a good question, Brian. It's, and I have so many things, but the main thing that I've come to learn, and I don't know if that younger self would know what to do with that information. Mm. This information is, it is my mantra for my life. And it keeps me, is that life loves me. Life did not create me to suffer. Life didn't create me to fail life loves me because I think about the, the love of a, of a child. I don't have children, but I know that that's like the most pure love you can even come close to having is a child. It's unconditional. It's this beautiful love. And all you want for that child is the most beautiful life. You want to give it everything. You just like, 
and you love it. That's how I feel life loves me. Like, I feel like that because whatever created me loves me and didn't create me to like, and so it's that I wish I could sit that, but I don't know if that little girl would understand that information or how to, how to utilize that information. But so to simplify it, I would just whisper in her saying, you know, like Bob Marley says, every little thing's going to be all right. Mm. Like, not, like I, I, because ultimately I trust my whole path was so perfect. And that little girl, boy, she, like what a warrior that little girl was like, like that, that, what I, all those things that happened made this like, and I'm so happy with what this is. So like that little child, I would, I just be like, baby, Life loves you so much. Enjoy the ride. That's awesome. Enjoy the ride. That's awesome. Enjoy it. If, if everyone could, uh, wants to say hello to you online, where can they connect best? Um, for me personally, you can find me as Misty Tripoli. That's on Facebook and Instagram, Misty Tripoli. And if you want to dance with me, you can look for Body Group. And that's also on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Um, and if you want to join me and dance with me at home, um, if you want it, literally you can go to YouTube and just type in body groove and you can do some routines for free just to see if it's something you might like. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to challenge you to try it. Like if you're one up there and you're afraid to dance, give me one song. Like, let me just try it with you. Just, just try it and see what happens. Um, and you'll, you'll be surprised, but you can go to body group on demand or bodygroup.com and you can join me on my app and dance with me every day. Enjoy awesome. your life. I might, I might try that. I, I probably should do that just to, uh, just to do it, to get started and uh, get outside my comfort zone. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you, you know I'll give you one video. I'll do one video. Okay. Okay. I'm going to send you one that I want you to try. Okay. So don't go looking. I'm going right. to send you a specific one. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll take Perfect. that offline then. Missy, thank okay. you so much. This was, this was absolutely uh, an, an incredible conversation. Thank you very much for coming. You're welcome. Thank you, Brian. It's awesome. Great to meet you. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that great interview. And thanks again for stopping by the Just Get Started podcast. Uh, grateful to have you here. And if I could just make one quick ask before you run along on your day. You know, I've grown this podcast organically over the last three plus years. And it's from the great listeners that pick up, you know, a quote or a key learning or just enjoy the entertainment of the podcast. And they share it out to their audience. They leave a review on Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. Um, and I'd ask that for you as well. If you've made it to this point and are listening in, um, a lot of the podcast uh, platforms that you listen on have a share button right there where you can share it out to your audience on various platforms. So I would be so appreciative if you wouldn't mind taking a quick second to do that um, if you really enjoyed this episode. So thanks again. I'm happy to connect online. I always love to meet new people. So if you want to go to my website, brianandraco.com, or connect with me. I'm at Brian Andreco, basically everywhere on Instagram, Twitter, even Clubhouse, that new app that's out there. Uh, you name it. So uh, follow me online and uh, certainly look forward to connecting further. I hope you all have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Mm -hmm.